0: This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, Episode 61.
1: Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast the very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood.
0: Well, hi everybody, and welcome back to the show. I got the opportunity recently to catch up with Kevin Turner, and I thought, why don't we do a little bit of a podcast and have a discussion around some of the interesting people we've spoken to in the last year or so, or even more recently? So I got him on a Skype call, and uh, here he is right now. How you doing, Kevin?
1: Hey Ray, fantastic! Thanks, mate. And you are right. You know, we, 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 I reckon, you and I got the best jobs in the world. We talk to some of the best people in the world, and, and I find it extremely motivational, mate. It's uh, it's it's really good.
0: We're really lucky, aren't we? And um, I was speaking with, I don't know if you've heard his podcast, Small Business Big Marketing, a guy called Timbo Reed, uh, one of the most successful podcasts in Australia, and. He was saying to me, why aren't more real estate agents doing podcasts? I mean look what i mean you 've been doing it for a lot longer than i have i'll'll you know admittedly but um look at look at where it 's taken our businesses and I guess our personalities to be to be blunt and obvious about it um, it's had the chance to put us in front of people that we wouldn't have otherwise been in front of, so uh, maybe we can talk a bit about that if we get time. I know you've got some really good content, but I just thought that was a pretty cool idea. And I'd say to anybody, anybody out there, if you're thinking about it, and I'm talking about real estate people doing something around their community, uh, a lot of cool ideas. And I know for a fact that there are agents who are starting to think about that. So I guess I'd be interested in your, your point of view, Kevin, before we get into it. But I really don't think it's too late. I mean, now's the time to start and get into it and, and set your own podcast up for, you, for your community and get it happening.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree, Matt. I, and it's a, it's a really great way to communicate quickly with your audience as well. You've only got to look at the popularity of what's happening on things like Facebook. You know, Facebook Live, and people are just hungry for content. And real estate agent's my experience is that they don't know how much they don't they don't know how much they know. Uh, their knowledge is really quite phenomenal, and they're at the marketplace. They're at the coal face all the time. So for them to be able to share that experience, um, you know, as to what they're finding, what the market's doing. People are going to eat that up. Anyway, do you want to get into some yep. of the people, interesting people we've spoken to? Um, I was oh, at a.
0: Co- you, you gave me a few. You gave me a little bit of a tease before, so uh, I'm yeah. dead, dead keen to learn more. So get into it.
1: Good on you, mate. Well, listen, I, I was at a conference only uh, well, only a matter of a week or so ago, and uh, Dane Atherton, uh, Dane, someone I know, you know, yes, uh, Dane runs a great business uh, on the Gold Coast in yep. Queensland, superstar, uh, Harkwood. Park Courts coastal and he i was fascinated by his topic uh, they pulled me in and he just his topic was growth is messy and if you know anything about dane's business you'll know that the growth in his business has been phenomenal but not just recently it's ongoing and that's the that's the thing i was in darwin uh, only last week and i spoke to a whole group of agents up there um, uh, Ray about bad growth and um, and we talked about ongoing growth which is what a lot of people you know don't understand that it's not just growth spasmodically the really skilled operators have got the ability to grow on an ongoing basis so it's really two words it's ongoing growth and ongoing growth dynamic but in, in Dane's presentation he talked about growth being messy and he said look if If you expect growth just to happen without there being some kind of mess then you 're really fooling yourself so what you 've got to be prepared to do as a leader if you really want growth is be prepared for the mess and he calls mess uh, the things like problems you know and so you 've got to expect the problems but you 've got to embrace them and then look for for uh, solutions because they're an opportunity to learn so I thought that was a really interesting concept right
0: yeah i think that's well dane 's you know been there and done that and one of the great things, Kevin, about speaking with top agents that that you you and I speak to is these guys have the credibility. So when they come up with a concept or a, or an idea or an opinion, uh, others are listening. So um, infinite, yeah. you know, advice like that from from Dane is is invaluable.
1: Yeah, I I love the session so much. I got him onto the podcast and recorded. Um, some segments with him, which are going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks. And just to give you a bit of an insight, um, I asked him to address, you know, what what was growth, which he did. Uh, I also said to him, what stops growth? How do you fuel growth? And then how do you control it? How do you control that mess? Um, and some of the interesting insights w- when I asked him about what stops growth is, he said, it's simply just, um, the leader's inability to manage large groups of people. Yeah. So we sort of discussed that a lot. And he he talks about the concept of understanding that everyone's an individual. There is no one rule for everyone. So if you say, hey, this is how we're going to manage our growth because these are the guidelines you've got to stick to. This is what I'm going to measure you on your KPIs. You, you will fail long term. So he actually um, looks at his people as uh he he looks at his business and says, Well his recruiting or his talking to salespeople is the same as what he expects from his salespeople in recruiting for new listings. So yeah. he is always looking, he's always prospecting, he's uh, and he's trying to understand his own people by getting that growth from within, which which I thought was a wonderful concept.
0: Yeah, it is it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because when when the typical I guess, super salesman goes to the point where, they, where they're where they starting their own business. And this is happening a lot at the moment. And I know quite a few people who are, you know, right at the point where they're either starting their business or, or about to. Um, it, requ- it, it, it requires a huge shift in attitude and, and operationally, I guess, what you're doing, you can't continue to be the salesperson you were and still try and run and grow a business. And It's the old story in real estate. It's not what you make, it's what you keep. So, uh, you know, so many of these businesses I know, it's growth for growth's sake and their overheads are so huge and and these guys find themselves, you know, so busy and unable to take time off. And at the end of the day, their profitability suffers as well as compared to when they were an individual superstar agent, I guess.
1: Mm, yeah. In in this concept of understanding your people, I talked to Dane about this and um, he made a, a really interesting statement. He said, look, Kevin, you've really got to pick up the rock to find the spider. So if you're not if you're not talking to your people, if you're not communicating with them at that level and and really asking the great questions, you know, about, you know, what drives you? What can I do? How can I help you? Um, it, all of his uh, support staff look at all of the agents as their clients they are their clients so you you know that that's the that's the mentality he's got in his business so all of his support people he talks to them about supporting the salespeople because without the salespeople, they've got nothing they've got no income yeah but i love that that i love that thought of you know picking up the rock to find the spider you've actually got to physically do something to find out what's underneath so that's how he has his communication with his people And I was um, just to segue into it into another thought, too, because it it reminds me of something you just talked about there about that transition from agent to leader. I was talking to Michael Sheargold, who's just come back from the UK. Oh, okay. And I yeah, I recorded a, uh, a series of segments with him just yesterday, in fact. And these are some of the lessons he brought back. And. He said the real warning for Australian agents and I'll only talk Australian as I know you've got a, a a vast audience, but but in australia the the big problem we've got here is that we've tried for too long to be too many things. Uh, you know as a real estate agent, we've tried to be the best prospector, the best lister, uh, the best negotiator the best person at client service and the, the, the idea of developing a team around you, uh, whether you call it a super team or or whatever you call it, but those highly specialized areas, what is it that you are really good at, then delegate the rest. you know if you're a great lister, yeah. make sure you're at every listing presentation. if you're if you're the best negotiator, you've got to be involved in every negotiation. Uh, but then bring on people uh, who are better at that skill than you. And your business will grow. Um, the old saying, Ray: If you're the smartest person on your team, then you've really got a problem. Yeah. So yeah. you just got to you got to recruit people around you who are much better than you are.
0: I totally agree with that, and who can specialize in areas that, quite frankly, you're not you're not interested in uh, in looking at.
1: Yeah, that uh, what what Michael brought back from the UK was that uh, you have to think like a business owner, and that transition moving from agent to leader is a classic example of that. You know, what? what's the DNA? What is the DNA in your team? And that's got to come from within. He talked about culture as well and said, you know, culture has got to be caught. It simply can't be taught. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's almost like something, it's a virus within your team, you know, and everyone's going to catch it and everyone's going to believe in it. But as the leader, you've got to very clearly be able to enunciate what that culture is all about.
0: 100% agree. What else you got in your bag of tricks there? Uh,
1: well, I'm, mate, I'm getting into this uh, so
0: far, I'm making
1: notes. <laughs> yeah, good on you. Well, mate, that, that, that the the concept of developing specialist teams, I think, is one that um, we we can't lose sight of, and uh, it, it reminds me of the debate that's going on currently about uh, disruption. And there's a company called Purple Bricks, which I'm sure you'd be aware yes. of. Yep. Uh, they're, a, they're a UK-based company. They launched into the Australian market only a matter of weeks ago. Massive, massive, multi-million-dollar marketing campaign. Um, but they've made a couple of basic, fundamental errors. I think and they've, they've come in and they've just assumed that the Australian public are disenchanted with the way agents work. And while there may be some um, d- disillusionment with, you know, how agents work, by and large, the agency scene in Australia is really quite robust. Um, there's a, there is a very good level of service, and like any service industry, you'll always find people who don't service it as well. But um, the the thing it has highlighted for us is that this disruption uh, is just something that we're going to have to live with. And rather than fight it, you should become a disruptor yourself. Now, as a classic example, uh, Uber. Uh, <laughs> you know, when when Uber came into Australia, uh, all the taxi the taxi industry. We're up in arms about you know how we've paid all this money for these licenses and now this company's coming in totally unregulated yeah. uh, and they're going to affect the value of our license who gives us stuff about their license ray or how much it costs them it's the level of service that they haven't been giving the australian public which is where they've left themselves vacant and people yep. don't care about how much they paid for their license it's how they use the license and this is something that agents have got to be really careful about. Is you know we can't talk about how cheap operators like Purple Bricks are coming in and uh, and impacting our business. Let's have a look internally and say, well, hang on a minute, how can we do what we do better? And uh, we've got to lift that level of service. Well, That's, I'm 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 just I I just think that the Purple Bricks of the world are going to be there. We can't fight it. We you know you just have to accept the fact that they've seen an opera opportunity and what we've got to do is become the disruptor ourselves.
0: I I totally agree I totally agree Um, another obvious one is Airbnb and and uh, I was just uh, racing home for this interview and I was listening to the to the six o'clock news and uh, the 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 growth that uh, and I'm here in Toronto in Canada for those that don't know but the growth that Airbnb have experienced here in Toronto since 2015 is something like 300 percent and here's what's happening Kevin and this is beginning to affect the real estate industry. In fact, there was a big downtown condo developer and real estate agent um, interviewed for for this uh, news bulletin. And what's happening is that people are getting a better return on their on their property renting it through Airbnb than going for permanent rentals. So can you can you imagine in a city like this, North America's fourth largest city? Um, how that's starting to affect the the, the whole property market, um, really changing the dynamic. And I think we can expect that to, that to perhaps happen in Australia in the future too because there's this total different awareness and, I mean, it, it, gosh, it's gone beyond the sharing economy. I mean, it, like typically everything, it comes back to money, but things are changing and these disruptions are out there and they're real.
1: They really are, mate. And, uh, you know, I, I think we've just got to learn the lessons you know, from from these, uh, from the Airbnbs and of the, from the purple bricks, um, as well. Tell me, um,
0: can, can may- I ask a question? Because, went before yeah. you and I were talking, you were telling me about uh, a Keller Williams agent, and and I just thought that was a really interesting story. They had, they had a huge listing drive, and and how it affected their pro- productivity and stuff. Can you tell us that story?
1: Yeah. Yeah, mate. Uh, Lance Loken, who is who runs the Loken Group. Now, uh, just to give you a bit of an idea, he's the CEO of the Loken Group. Obviously, it's named after him. It's one of the top producing teams in the Greater Houston area. Right. Uh, they actually closed uh, two, and eighteen million dollars in volume. Uh, from 995 units in 2015, and then they're on track to close 325 million in volume from 1,750 units in 2016. And one of the questions I I asked him was, well, I, I looked into his business and I looked at, you know, how is he doing it differently? How is he getting such huge numbers and almost doubling his business year on year? And we went through, you know, all all the normal stuff like, you know, high specialization. There's that word once again in the key areas of listing and negotiation. He understands that he's built his team around having the best people in the key areas where his business can really excel. And by doing that and getting them involved in the business and really working on their skills, that's how he's been able to get that growth. He's got a very unique guarantee which you you, you may have heard of, mate, but it was it certainly was news to me. And that is, if I can't sell your house within a period of time, I think it's 21 days or 30 days. I'm I'm not 100% sure he actually agrees to buy it. And I said to him, "Wow, that's that is a huge guarantee. Very risky. How many properties have you purchased?" He said, "In all the years I've been doing it, I've never purchased one. Never right. had to."
0: Right.
1: Um, so that was interesting. He, uh, really good testimonials. Um, and he he trains, uh, he, he sort of, he recruits for attitude, not for skill. He okay. says, I can train skill, but I, I cannot train attitude. That's something that's just in, inbuilt. Yeah, but I thought, no, it's got to be deeper than that. There's got to be another reason why his business has grown the way it has. And I kept digging and found out that he did this concept, which he called Bold 6000. I said, tell me what it is. What How does it work? And here's how it works. Let me give it to you. If you can imagine in a team, you've got six people and these six people are enrolled in this concept. And the concept is that uh, every Monday for four weeks. Now, the campaign goes for a four week period. They ran it in April of this uh, April of this year. Yes, this this year. And. Um, All six team members every Monday for four weeks have to make 100 contacts. Now, that's not 100 calls. That is 100 contacts where I'm talking to you and I'm engaging you. And there is some dialogue around this, of course. And then every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, in other words, the other four days of the week, they've got to make 40 contacts each. So just do your sums every Monday. 600 contacts because you've got six people on the team and then every other day of the week monday to friday they're making 40 contacts which is another thousand so there's 1600 contacts every week contacts not phone calls which equates to just over six thousand i said i i i can i can hear the agents when they're listening to this now going to be saying there is no way in the world i could do that let me just give you the results in may They had a 41% increase in in their GCI, gross uh, commission income. In June, two months out, 63% increase, and in July, a 78% increase. Oh, phenomenal. So he said our agents were doing, on average, 20 contacts a day, and we realized that wasn't enough, so we really ramped it up, and we said, how many can we do? And these teams have actually been achieving it now. It's only a four-week period, but have a look at those results activities come a long way before results there's a classic uh, there's classic evidence of of that of that statement yep. right yep. i was
0: i was blown away by it yeah activity produces results can you tell me uh, i don't know if you know but were these cold calls were these were they reaching out to warm contacts at the that they already had former clients etc
1: uh there's a mixture of both i believe okay. uh, both warm and cold um you know you certainly i doubt that you'd have 6000 Warm contacts. So there would be a mixture of both, okay. I would guess. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's a that's a uh, phenomenal... But, but, but,
1: yeah, whether it's 6,000 or 4,000, I think the question is you've got to ask yourself, what are you doing now and how are you going to get to where you want to go? And it all comes down to activities, right, doesn't it? Every well, time.
0: The, the the summary for that, absolutely. The, the, sum, the summary for that, Kevin, is uh, activity uh, equals results. You can't expect to get extra results if you're going through and doing the same activity. And, and, you know, I say it to people that I coach and work with all the time, we need to totally change the dynamic here. And those that get it and those that do it and follow through – um, see the results, and the exciting thing is that the results come very very quickly so when you 're getting these fresh results, it gives you a confidence and you and I know as as being you know in our real estate careers once you have that confidence you have you, you have your tail up, you have momentum, you can walk through walls and and that 's obviously what the top agents are doing
1: yeah absolutely mate no so i was I was really inspired by that so. And uh, the the other interesting thing is, too, uh, it's not just one team of people doing this. Uh, I can't exactly remember the numbers, but they took it to the Keller Williams conference. And I think there's something like 40 or 50 units around America now doing this within yeah. Keller Williams. Yeah. Uh, so it's not something that just one team have done as a one off. It's now almost part of their dna it's what they do because they they can understand and they can see the results very inspirational i thought
0: i recently interviewed uh josh anderson uh keller williams he's one of the top top 100 i think keller williams agents uh and josh is from nashville tennessee uh and he runs a phenomenal team there I, i forget the numbers offhand but uh uh, he was telling me that um I think Keller Williams are now bigger than Remax in, in North America. They're the number one number one agency. Uh still mentored and, and led by Gary Keller. Uh, and Gary has written uh, a couple of books. I think he's he wrote The Million Dollar Agent, which uh, I yep, haven't read. Sure. But he wrote a book that I have read, which I think is very cool. It's called The One Thing. And uh, it's about focusing on, you know, we all, we're always focusing on a dozen things and trying to get stuff done. But yes. this is a great explanation as a segue on that. When you said Keller Williams, it reminded me. So uh, if, uh, if you'd like to boost your productivity, maybe uh, grab a copy of Gary's book. Yeah,
1: well, I so, oh, will actually. I haven't read it, but um, I, I certainly will. Gary was uh, actually on stage and helped Lance Slocan launch this uh, oh, to the group. Interesting. So he was he was really motivated by yeah. it as well.
0: Yeah, cool. But,
1: but there's there's probably a plethora of other people you know that that I that I talked to. I just sort of scraped across the top and came up with the ones that I've just done in the last week or so who okay. uh, were most interesting. Now all of those people. They're going to be featured in our shows in the coming weeks, of course, because that's all content that is coming into our shows. So, if you haven't anyway, heard, mate,
0: of, uh, if you haven't heard a Kevin's show, I'll give you a plug here, mate, because it's uh, it's a brilliant yeah. and and um, I've told you this before, but your efforts with Ari Uncut. Uh, certainly inspired me to uh to look at what i 'm doing I do something of a different format to to what you 're doing uh, and you know this is a great opportunity for you and i being a, a couple of marketing people that we are to to cross promote yes. but uh Definitely check out Kev- Kevin's uh, Kevin's show. Um, there's a lot of gold there. Uh, just go to reuncut.com.au R-E uh, reuncut dot and you can check out the, the website and all the content on the website, and uh, you can mm. you can download it on iTunes as well. I spoke to a lady. Um, I've actually had a couple of interviews with with this woman, and and. Um, and it's been one of the most popular shows that I've done. The first one was last year, and I did another one this year. Her name's Melanie Pache, and she has an agency with her partner, Brendan, called the Brel Team, B-R-E-L. Uh, and their website, before I forget, is getwhatyouwant.ca. It's probably got after this show and the show I've run, I, I ran before with Mel. She says it's, uh, it's probably the most ripped-off uh, real estate website in the planet now. But um, she is a uh, very talented blogger. She writes very very well and and I know not everybody can write, but what she 's done with uh, I think the last i think at last count her Toronto website or that website was getting upwards of two thousand unique visitors a day, which is pretty phenomenal wow. and and yeah. if you have a look at it and if you have a look at the content and the way she drives it uh, and and you know let 's talk about online marketing for a sec, which is a subject that excites me um, she 's uh her her really what she's doing is she's really getting into the into niching it down. She does blog articles like The Single Woman's Guide to Toronto, you know, condo buying or whatever it might be. Uh, and then she talks about, you know, buying in the annex or or buying and selling in different places and different you know, Toronto's a big city, so it's got all of these little precincts within it. Uh, and yeah. those kind of things they come up in searches and and Google loves and we know this for a fact the Google algorithms are that intelligent we talk about artificial intelligence but the Google algorithms are that smart they can actually differentiate good writing from bad writing and they can they can pick the difference between you know writing that's just been put out there or blogging that's been put out there online you know with you know just to the maxed out with keywords etc uh as opposed to you know really good informative information so i 'm hearing more and more about um, how people are, are just loading this content in, so she's just she 's such an interesting person and what 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 we should do is or what i 'll do in this in this in the show notes is i 'll include the uh, a link to the interviews i 've done with Mel because like I said they 've been one of the most popular and her her attitude around how she drives her business I mean when you're getting that sort of when you 're getting that much traffic every day from buyers and sellers it's slaughtering your marketing costs. You don't need to be out there pitching for business. And she doesn't even have time to prospect that much anymore because there's just this constant stream of business coming through. Yeah, she looks after her old clients really, really well, but um, uh, that's that, that's a great one. Um Another one recently, uh, a name that we all know, James Tostevin. Uh, terrific interview with James. I think James does uh, over four and a half million.
1: Marshall White, yeah. yep,
0: Marshall White in in Armadale in Melbourne, four and a half million in the last year. And one of the things that there's a there's a kind of a immediacy or an, or a sort of an undercurrent of urgency with with everything that James does. So he is he's always been a man in a hurry, but in a good way, uh, a total pro and. He's sort of at the point, I guess, where celebrity—you know, like there was a time when when he'd ring people and they didn't know who he was. Now they know who he was. He's kind of the celebrity agent, uh, but he—he, he, from what I can work out anyway, he—he he almost pioneered this uh, this prospecting concept of of diligently getting on the phone. And one of the things he does, Kevin, is that he's super organized before he prospects. He doesn't—he doesn't just turn up, open up his database, and then start ringing. He's got he's got got it all going on way beforehand. He knows who he's going to speak to. Uh, he'll know all the recent sales. He's always on the phone and he's giving them information. He's not calling them and saying, "Do you want to sell?" And then one of the things I love, and this this goes to this speaks to his immediacy as well. When he when he's speaking to somebody and they agree that he's going to come and see them and you know they've decided to sell, he's going to he's going to deliver a listing presentation. He has a he has a meticulously prepared uh, pre listing kit that he wants in the seller's hands within the hour. And his argument, and I agree, is that this really sets an expectation of action, of promptness, uh, of reliability, and getting things done. So when he turns up at the listing presentation to deliver his listing presentation, it's in this environment of of you know, he's the guy there that that's, you know, he's kind of already performed because he's uh his pre listing kit is, is, you know, so well produced and like I said, meticulously prepared. So uh, everybody listening to this, if you haven't got a really good pre listing kit, I don't think you need to have and this is my view, Kevin, and and you know, I, I'll 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 bow to uh, uh, other knowledge on on how people put their listing kits together, but I don't think you need Tim Tams and snakes and coffee cups with your logo on them. People are looking for information. They're looking for a real estate solution. They're looking for evidence that you are the agent for them, in brackets, read testimonials, good testimonials. I'm not talking about long five-page letters. I'm talking about really quality, sharp paragraphs that, that grab people's attention because uh, people really listen to that. I mean, you know, as an agent, you can say how good you are all day, but unless you've got those testimonials, then uh, then nothing comes through. So that was one of the things I, I, I got from James.
1: Brilliant stuff, mate. Yeah, James is uh, great. In fact, I've interviewed James on a number of occasions, and if you want to know how um, strong he is on his prospecting time, try and get an interview with him when he's got prospecting in his diary. It's impossible. You can't do it.
0: Well, that's that's that that's the whole idea. He's just religious, yeah. you know. Religiously that's- rules out these times and uh, and has a and you know works with a great team of people. I mean, like I said, he's a guy who's doing over four and a half mil in GCI a year. He's got a you know like a Dane Atherton. They got to know what they're doing. That's
1: right, mate. Exactly. Hey, buddy, it's been great talking to you. Thank you very much. It's um, wonderful to share some some thoughts with you, and I, I've made copious notes about what you said too. Can I just before I go? give uh, because i'm going to be putting this out to my network as well uh just catch up with ray and his podcast it's called top agents playbook.com um it's it is a great site i love it it actually works really well and you've inspired me to do a little bit more improvement on mine as well mate but um it's it's uh, it's a great podcast and ray talks to, as you can hear a number of uh, great agents not only um in his part of the world but all around all around the world so Ray, uh, all the best, mate. Thanks for for spending some time with me today, too.
0: You're welcome, KT, and uh, I love the way we can collaborate and and help each other out. That's what it's all about. And it's a new and exciting world of podcasting, and we're getting uh, yeah. we're getting information to people and getting ideas to to agents that uh, that we want to work with. So it's a, it's a very exciting time. Have a beautiful day, bud. Thank you for your time, and uh, I look Thanks, forward mate. to catching up with you shortly. Let's do it again. Yeah, mate. I was just about to say I'd
1: love to do it again with you real soon, mate.
0: Okay, talk to you soon.
1: The Top Agents Playbook podcast is proudly sponsored by Locked On, real estate's best software. For show notes from this episode, free downloads, your Locked On discount for life link, and Ray's blog, head over to topagentsplaybook.com.